We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of the Mason Brooks Show presented by The Rogue. I'm Neil McCready. Mason Brooks, Ole Miss offensive lineman, joins you. There's Mason there. Now you probably have figured out which one of us is Mason. He's the one with the big arms and shoulders, and I'm the one with the big bald head. I work on the arms and shoulders, Mason, but it just – I'm 52. It's too late now. It's, I mean, you're not – I'm not going to get guns anymore. I'm going to get a little toning and stuff. But You, get, you get the old man strength. The old man strength is good. That's yeah. undefeated. You know what? There's some truth to the old man strength a little bit. You, you actually, <laughs> oh, have, you actually have a little bit more than 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 people think. It's like, hey, I mean, I don't want to fight anybody, but if it comes to that, I'll I'll be able to <laughs> I can protect myself for three or four seconds. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Um, we were talking fantasy football. So you've got um, as we tape this on a Sunday afternoon. I'm watching Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Uh, the uh, Steelers clinging to a seventeen to fourteen lead behind Mitch Trubisky and the uh, and the Steelers uh, they, they lead the Bengals. Najee Harris, the Pittsburgh running back, is on your fantasy football team. So tell me about your fantasy football team. You and all the other people that have your imaginary football teams for the next four months. Who's on yours? Listen, okay, I I must use all my fantasy. You know, he started sentence with "Listen, it's not going to be good." I I used all my fantasy juju up. Last year, I got first in one of my leagues and second in another one. And I, I just – I got luck. I got Cooper Cup on both my teams last year. I was rolling. This year, did a bunch of dice rolls, not paying off for me at all. I'm, I'm getting – I'm currently getting destroyed. Um, I don't even think it's close. I, I can, We can do a live update here on the show. Um, <laughs> perks of, you know, the live show. Uh, I am currently – uh, I have a 12% chance of winning this week. Um, yeah, so that's, that's off to a good start. And I'm playing against my best friend, my childhood best friend. So I'm sure I'll never hear the end of it because I made sure he didn't last year when I beat him. So that's, uh, that's where we're at with my imaginary football team. Who's your quarterback today? I got Lamar. He's oh, wait, well, he so. just threw a 55-yard touchdown pass a minute ago. Dude's got an absolute hey, cannon. All right. yeah. maybe, you're, maybe you're better. Maybe he'll dig me out of a trench here. So I, I see My, uh, your, your dog is trying to make an appearance on the show. Yeah, uh, this is Germs Husky Nala, and she uh, is crazy. Um, so she might she might hang out with us. Uh, my leading scorer on my team was uh, Young Ho Koo for uh, three-fourths of the day today. He's got 16 points. He's kicking another field goal right now. So really appreciate him. 
Um, but anytime your kicker is the leading scorer on your imaginary team and even your real team, I don't really know if you're ever very happy. So that's true. Uh, so speaking of your real team, how many guys on your real team have imaginary teams? And this is something you guys talk about. Uh, I would say like last year and I talked about it with the guys. I was like, dude, we should make a, we should make a fantasy team with the league. I mean, uh, with the O-line last year, we had one on my O-line, but we don't have one this year. I don't know how many guys actually play it here. I think some of the guys, cause it was, it was the talk in the training room today, but more just your boy, Joey B, you know, the guys here like to talk about Joey B. And then so many guys here are Saints fans. I didn't realize, I guess, yeah, cause it's the Saints fans. team. Is that why? Yeah, it's because uh, a lot of guys that grew up in Mississippi, uh, the Saints were the local team, and so that's what you got every week. So people who listen to our network know this. I won't bore them with it, but I'll tell you for background. I grew up in Louisiana, but when I grew up in Louisiana, the Saints were so bad Mm. that you just couldn't cheer for them, or I couldn't anyway. And But when they got good, I felt bad jumping on the Saints bandwagon because of all those years that they were right there. And I was like, nah, these guys are too bad to cheer for. So, yeah, but there's a lot of of Saints fans in this part of the country, obviously. Did you grow up a Cowboys Cowboys fan, Texans? Cowboys. Die hard Cowboys fan. So that's uh, that's been an ups and downs kind of deal for me, but – I'm I'm like I'm like a true Cowboys fan. I just always think we're gonna win it all and I'm very naive and so just <laughs> we, we got a good squad this year. I think we had a good squad last year. I think we have a good squad every year. So yeah, just find hope in my in my Cowboys. All right, let's talk about uh Ole Miss and Central Arkansas briefly, because I want to get to the funny part. It wasn't probably funny for you at the time, but I could see something happening and you just sort of confirmed it to me in the pre show. So you guys win fifty nine to three. It was a blowout. Um I don't, I don't really know why these games keep getting played. I guess they're just by games, and it is what it is. But anyway, in the second half, you were in there a lot, you and um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the young guys. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, this is fourth quarter, if I recall correctly. Fourth quarter, yes. You guys start a possession. It's first and ten. Three plays later, or three snaps later, it's first and forty because they've called consecutive holdings. Out of the blue. I'm assuming, Mason, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that nobody was really changing anything in the fourth quarter from what they've done in the first, second, and third quarters. But all of a sudden, somebody with striped shirt and a yellow flag decided that um, he had enough and called three straight holding calls, one on you. It was your second one of the night. You told me before you got started, before we got started, that you'd never been called for holding before in your college career. So, Take me through what happened. Look, I, I here's the deal. The, the, it started earlier with uh, with the field goal team because these these Central Arkansas cats were just they were talking crazy, crazy on the field goal team to me, and uh, really all of us. And um, so about third quarter, every time we got out there, they were talking just crazy. And keep in mind, we're just we're just working them. I, I don't like, know why. What, they, what are they saying on the field goal? Like just wild stuff very very targeted at me too just decided that i was gonna be the one that we're gonna target i think they were trying to maybe set up a block or something they were trying to get me to lunge so i was just ignoring them but the player that was talking got dusted by mingo shout out to mingo who had an insane game by the way but uh so i'm i finally get on i get back on and, and this man literally just got a, a ball caught in his head and i'm talking to him as soon as i ran on the field i was like ah, nice coverage but like just talking the whole way and I guess the ref 
that was the first time he heard anything going on. And so he, he came to me and he was like, Hey, it's low class. And I've always like felt like I'm a higher class play. Like I don't ever really talk trash. It's not really my game. I just feel like it's wasted energy yeah. and movement, whatever. But it's the last person that always gets caught. I feel like, and I'm, I'm the bigger guy. And so I get caught and And from that point on, he was zeroed in on me and, uh, you know, Mike hit the guy's hip and, and I just pancaked him down and, and I, I see a flag come out and I turn around and I was like, no way, no way. And he's just staring at me. And I was like, you, you did not. And, uh, he calls a hold and he looks right at me and he's like, Oh yeah, you talked him. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was looking at Mike and everyone else. Bucky's like, don't worry about it. Like this guy doesn't like us. And I was like, what is, what is happening? How old are you, sir? And then, and then he did the same thing to Mike. And he's like, I'm going to throw one on you later, 57. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I hear Lane. Lane's just like, I mean, what are, like, what are, what's going on here? I mean, it's fourth quarter. Like, what are, what are these just flag city? What are we doing here? And yeah. So, you know, I always try to be respectful of the reps, but um, they, they were, they were pushing my, pushing my patience last night for sure. So. So even Kiffin was asking the, the the official in question here, like what what's what's going on? Why all of a sudden? It was just out of the blue. I mean, you said it was just out of the blue. I mean, you were like first and forty. Like yeah. what? I mean, like, do you guys just want to hang out forever? Do we are we just all going to kick it out here in the rain and lightning? Like, just just out of. I was ready to get out of there. I kept like I was initially. I was sort of perturbed with the whole thing, and then I, the second one, I was watching the play. I was watching line play, and there was no hold. And, at all. I, I mean, cause, like, you know, because you could, and there's a, a lot of times that you could call, you know, this. There's a lot of times you could call a hold on damn near any play. I mean, there's somebody's going to grab or do something. One of those things that, like, I feel like you throw the flag if it, if it's a game, like, if it's a play breaker. Like, if someone holds somebody and it, and it breaks for a, like, a big first down, I feel like you throw the flag to bring it back. But just throwing it to throw it, I mean, I feel like that's more of a judgment. You could, you're right. You could throw it like every other play if you wanted to. The whole point of blocking is holding on to somebody. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I'm never really one to complain uh, about referees or calls, but it definitely was getting on my nerves. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But it was definitely, uh, it was definitely irksome. So, how do you feel like the uh, offensive lines coming along right now as you guys get a little closer to? I mean, obviously, you haven't been tested tested yet like the tests that are coming uh here in the next few weeks but how do you feel like the unit is as a group i feel like uh the, you know the work the work is there you know we're, we're working really hard in practice in the week and uh you know a lot of the the leaders on the o-line are are you know stepping up to the plate every week you know caleb warren and uh nick and jeremy you know those guys are you know, coming up ready to show. And, and, and uh, so I've been happy with that. I just, I think as an O-line, like our standard for ourselves is so high and Thornton sets our standard so high. Um, I don't really think we've felt amazing about, uh, about any of our performances yet. I think, I think every week it kind of raises the bar. So from that aspect, I, I love this O-line. Like I, I would be concerned, honestly, either game, if, I know we won both games and that's the end goal, but I would be concerned either game if the guys came out and they were just chipper. It's just a lot of the guys on this O-line are very hungry and I still feel like they have a lot to prove. Um, And so I think everyone's just excited to play, you know, a P5 team and to get, to kind of get rolling and and challenge ourselves. So 
I would say like content and uncontent, kind of like how we felt last week, uh, just because we set a high standard for ourselves. You guys are teammates. I'm guessing you felt terrible for Luke Altmaier yesterday. He gets his opportunity on Saturday. He gets his opportunity, and then something happens in terms of his shoulder or something with his upper body on on Saturday. Doesn't he comes out of the game? Doesn't get back in. Um, just when you see a teammate that you know has worked really hard in the competition, that's a lot of people have talked about, and you know it's been a lot of headlines and stuff like that. When you see that happen, what kind of goes through you? Oh yeah, I'm I'm super close with both the quarterbacks. Um, I, I spent a lot of time with Luke. We go to church together and, um, you know, we've spent a lot of time, you know, one-on-one hanging out. Um, I would say it's probably one of the guys that I'm closer with on the team. Um, and you know, that hurts me. Um, you know, it hurts, hurts me to see him sitting there. Um, it hurt me to see Jackson sitting last week after, you know, he threw, he threw his interceptions and, uh, I'm sorry, my Husky's just going crazy. Hey, Hey. Um, sorry, you got a husky. No, it's just, good. Yeah, I, I hear her. Huskies are just not uh, they need to pull sleds, and we don't have any sleds in the city. So, uh, just barks. Um, no, um, you know, it, it's it stinks, and it, it weirdly, like, not quite in the same boat, but you know, I've been frustrated these past couple of weeks, and 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 you can see it on uh, you can see it on both their faces. You can see it on Luke's face last night. Um, just when when things become out of your control and you work so hard, you control controllables, and then something happens you can't control, and you have to sit there and just roll with it. Um, it just hurts, man. And, and I think that's a unit. It's m- might not everyone play football, but I think it's a universal feeling in life when people work hard for something. You know, you work hard for something and something happens you can't control and you have to just sit there and kind of, you know, accept the reality. And so I just know how hard he works and um, I hate to see that happen, Um, but he's really tough mentally. Um, And I, you know, this morning he was just in there working and like he was fine and uh, I think he's going to be fine. And um, he's not really one of those people to sit and mope. And so um, really proud of him and, and Jackson and how they're, rolling through this QB battle. It's obviously a unique position because, you know, it's it's, it's not like defensive ends where you can rotate three guys and it, it actually turn into an advantage. You can rotate linebackers. And a lot of times most people think, hey, you need a quarterback. You know, you're you're on the offensive line. You've, you've been through this. Are you guys getting to a place where you need to settle in on one quarterback or is this working with, with two? Um, I think in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably settle on one. Uh, I think now the rotation and I, we were talking about this morning. I think the rotation will probably. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Continue, um, just because there, there, I think there's more for both of them to prove. Um, I don't think it's clear and concise. I think both of them are, are doing what, do good things and both have things to work on. Um, so I think it'll probably continue down the road. I think at some point any team needs to, to name, a, name a starter. I mean, like you said, like you, it's not really a p- platoonable position. I mean, you can kind of do it, but eventually someone's got to helm the ship. And so I'm sure we'll get there at some point. That's uh, thankfully not something I have to worry about and definitely not something that's my call. So I just try to focus on uh, playing guard right now. But, uh, no, I think down the road we'll probably uh, name a starter. Yeah, I think it would be – I think it would be a difficult thing to try to um, navigate through a season rotating two guys. At some point you want to play one and – yeah. Right. Same time, you sort of wait for one to emerge and and kind of win it, where everyone on the team knows that that he won it, you know. And that's and mm. um, it's like you said, it's not my call. Hey, a reminder: where this show is brought to you by the Rogue forty four fifty I fifty five North in Jackson. All the uh, best items, all the uh, your, your destination for fine men's clothing is what I was trying to say. There's stylist hand select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. They've got the perfect something for everyone. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, so many more uh, name brands. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. We're also brought to you by Liston and D's. It's a full-service law firm located in Ridgeland, Mississippi. It focuses on complex civil litigation. Liston and D's clients include individuals, businesses, and state governments throughout the United States. Hey, Mason, you've played college football for a while now have you ever seen a freshman running back step in and look like this in his first two games i'm obviously referring to quinshawn judkins who looks just like a <laughs> an absolute beast on the field first off i appreciate you uh being nice and calling me old um <laughs> I, I have seen a lot of running backs play when i was a true freshman i played um and we had a true freshman running back play and he was pretty good uh, but no, I mean, I think it's very obvious how special Quinchon Judkins is. Um, you know, I think he's still learning kind of how to 
how to fit in his role and in, in being thrust into such an important role, but also being so young is difficult. Um, and I think he's kind of navigating that. We He was getting frustrated last night, and um, I kind of sat him down on the sideline, and I just was like, hey, man, you know, um, you're doing a great job. His standard for himself is so high. Um, but I was like, you know, don't don't get frustrated at, at nobody. Don't get frustrated at yourself and, and, and just keep working. And um, he just – He's quiet. Like we said last week, he's just quiet and loves to work. But no, I mean, he's, he's something special. Um, and I think the fans can see that now. And I, I don't think he's going to stop. Um, so uh, he truly, one of those players that you're like, this guy is unique. Um, and we have so many guys like that. But that's what he's doing as a 17, 18 year old is, is pretty crazy. So. Yeah, you guys have a bounty of riches at that skill at those skill spots. You know, sometimes people were like, I don't know who's going to step up at wide receiver. And 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 last or Saturday night, uh, you mentioned um, um, uh, Mingo and the plays that he made. Uh, Malik Heath was really active. Um, some JJ Henry continues to kind of flash here and there. And then um, Michael Trigg they had the three touchdowns and was upset at himself and lane was upset at him about not getting a fourth on the play where he got tackled at the one and i i took that criticism both on the field and then you know very subtly off the field i took that as a sign that Ole miss thinks he can be a superstar you know you the the young guys that are that are you think can be elite game-changing players you stay on them because you want them to constantly pursue excellence you don't want them to get I think it was Kirby, Kirby Smart talked about this. You know, there have been a lot of good players who never got great because they didn't stay hungry. And keeping guys hungry is, you know, the super elite guys. I guess that's that's a challenge. But he obviously can be that. And you guys have a bunch of those guys that, that can be that. Uh, have you, are you sort of seeing those guys emerge from your perspective as well? I mean, yeah. I, it's It was good for me to see Mingo firsthand. Um, because I've seen him kind of make plays here and there, but you know, from what I've heard from the guys, um, you know, he's something special. So it was great to see him, uh, really feel comfortable last night. And then, um, you know, Trigg has been working really hard, um, from a character standpoint, from a blocking standpoint, um, and to see, see the fruits of his labor is cool. Uh, you know, for how much old talent there was on the team, I know everyone was talking about all the gaps to fill this year. Um, I think, a, what did you say, a bounty of wealth? I think it's a great way to put it. Um, is that what you said, bounty of wealth? Yeah, I think a bounty of riches. On, bounty of or, riches. Or, or, or it could be bounty of wealth. A bounty, bounty of, of, I like bounty a bounty of, of riches of, has a better ring to it, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you, a newscaster? What are you, what are you, what are you it's, like I, it, it's almost like I write for a living or something. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, bounty of riches is perfect. I mean, when you have... Uh, you know, as deep as we have, young guys can show out, old guys can show out, um, you know, sharing the wealth, sharing the riches amongst those guys um, is has been clear. And I think will be continue to be clear where you're not just looking at, hey, you know, it's just Mingo. It's just Mingo. It's just Mingo. Where it's like, hey, it's Mingo. It's Heath. It's Henry. It's Wade. It's uh, Watkins. You know, Watkins can play too. I, I, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of him, but I mean, he's a ball. You got Zach. You got Trig. You got. Casey Kelly's, you know, in the mix still. Quinshawn, I mean, it's not just going to be hearing the same guys' names over and over and over. Um, you know, even though we heard Trigg a lot, I mean, I just expect different guys to go off in different games. And when you have an offense like that, that's dynamic like that, I think uh, 
down the road when when you know you get in the thick of the season, there's not a huge drop off. And it's the same thing with offensive line, and it's the same thing with defensive line. Just a lot of good depth in this team, um, you know, and that's a large testament to the guys here working, and then what we've done in the transfer portal. So uh, one of the things I one of the things I really appreciate about you, Mason, is that you're you're honest about stuff. And so in the pre-show, you sort of admitted this, which. I liked because it wasn't the coach speak crap where it's like, oh, no, we're just in our bubble. We don't notice anything that happens outside of our bubble. This is our bubble. I, I hate that because um, it's not true, right? You guys saw Alabama get tested yesterday. You saw Texas A&M lose to App State. You know that LSU struggled out of the gate and didn't look like a dominant team. You know all, Auburn has struggled. Is the changing landscape, does it, hey, I mean, you guys haven't played an elite team yet. One's coming in. Kentucky just won at Florida. Uh, uh, they look like they are a team that has a certain identity. They're physical. Yes. They're, they're real. You, yes. you guys know they're coming. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got other tests after that. Um, but do people look around, and maybe not just you, maybe the, the, the guys that play at Mississippi State, maybe the guys that play at Arkansas, whatever the case may be, they look around and go, hey, this, this West might not be – it might not – be as unwinnable as everyone says it is. It might be more – our goals might be even more attainable than we thought they were. Or do the players think differently? You know, um, I think seeing it makes makes me appreciate discipline. I think when I see, like, teams like that lose that game that they, quote, unquote, shouldn't have, especially being on the other side. Like, I played Appalachian State in the bowl game last year. I told the guys before the game – I told the guys before we played Central Arkansas, I, I lost Central Arkansas when I played at Western Kentucky. They came in, we paid them, like that was our pay game or whatever, and, and they came in and beat us. And I said, look, guys, like I spoke on Thursday. I said, look, guys, like these teams, like they're not, they're not going to just, oh, SEC West, you know, we're going to lay down. Um, you know, and I, and I know last night's outcome was the way it was, but that was because, well, I think we came out and we wanted to, Especially after the first week, I think we wanted to just show what we can do. But, I mean, you're liable to get beat every week. Um, and I think that that showed a, a bunch. And if you don't show up to the ball – I mean, it's it's the football game. And I've been on the, I've been on the West Kentucky side. Um, we did not care. Uh, like, I assure you, we, we were not scared. And those teams are not scared. And, um, you know, I think you kind of see some teams waver. Um, and you're like, okay, like – if anything, to me, it just it just says, you know, where where are these guys' heads at? Um, you know, and where are our heads at? Like, I think it's a it's the cautionary tale where it's like, okay, like we need to be zeroed in every week, whether we're playing Central Arkansas or we're playing, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, it, it, you're just you're you're liable to get beat, and you're liable to beat somebody. Um, so I think you know, for us, it's it's more of a um, we need to stay focused um, always, and we need to do the little things right. So, you know, that when you're playing in a game, you don't get you know, X amount of penalties or, you know, turnovers or things that just are, are killers. And, and you look at a lot of those games and, okay, well, what went wrong? Well, they made, who made more mistakes? You know, Kiffin talks about this every Sunday. Who made more mistakes? Her turn, turned the ball over. We have a spreadsheet um, of all that, you know, you know, who in the conference turned the ball over? Who did this? Who did that? Um, because those small things seem small, but when you put them together, um, they really add up to the outcome of the game. So, um, definitely interesting to see 
But I think for most of us, uh, a good reminder of what can happen if you don't take your opponent seriously um, and if you don't show up ready to play. So so you guys head to Atlanta this weekend, first road trip of the season. Georgia Tech awaits a 2.30 game central time on uh, on ABC national television. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that at this point it's kind of probably something you're looking forward to, getting against another Power 5 team, going on the road, uh, getting in a, a different environment, kind of finding out a little bit more about yourselves. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've done a ton of road games, but I've done no road games here. So, uh, in a sense, kind of like my first home game here, uh, you know, a different experience and an opportunity to play a, a damn good team in Georgia Tech. Um, I don't know if you watched that Clemson game, but I did, and their D-line um, was giving Clemson work. Um, you know, another one of those deals where, um, you know, like this is, this is a good team and, and a, a power five team and, um, you know, they're not, they, they don't, they, they clearly didn't fear Clemson and, um, I don't think they fear us and, um, you know, an opportunity to play somewhere different on the road. I've never, uh, I've never played in, uh, Georgia. I don't think, no, I've never played in Georgia. Um, so it'll be a different place for me to play. And, um, you know, I think the guys are excited to, um, you know, test ourselves and, and, and see how we play on the road. And so, um, I look forward to that. And I think a lot of the guys look forward to that. So we're already from, from the lift this morning, um, with those guys, I think a lot of the guys are already like shifting gears. Let's go. Um, you know, how can we get better this week? Which I love to see. I love to see that. So, We'll look forward to uh, seeing the game. Look forward to talking to you afterwards as uh, Ole Miss Georgia Tech 2.30 Central Time, 3.30 Eastern on Saturday in Atlanta. And then Ole Miss returns for its final non-conference game of the year. Tulsa awaits next weekend. So we'll talk about Georgia Tech. Look ahead to Tulsa next week on the Mason Brooks Show presented by The Rogue. For Mason Brooks, I'm Neil McCready. Talk to you again next week. Take care.